Blog Talk Radio. Good evening, everybody, and welcome to the show. You are not going to want to miss it tonight. My name is Tom Stevens. In case you have not been on before, listen to this show or called in. Let me tell you a little bit about myself because we have got a great topic and want to get right into it as soon as we can. I am a psychotherapist here in Houston, Texas. I work with all different ages. But this show, after being a therapist for 20 years, has been a dream of mine so that I can take the things I know, the people I know, and the topics that mean something to you and put them out over the airwaves so that you can learn and pass the information on to other people. So we have a talk show here that is based on family issues, relationships, raising children, teenage years, and tonight, none other than teenage purity. I mean, it's a topic that really does not get discussed. I'm telling you, it's too sensitive. How many parents out there never had, quote, unquote, the talk with their children? And like it or not, y'all, our kids today are growing up learning everything having to do with purity, uh, which we equate to sex a lot of times. But they are learning everything through other people and dare I say, through social media. We're going to change that tonight because I have guests on that are going to, well, they're actual teenagers, and they're going to be able to tell you the truth about how you can live a good, clean, pure life, and you don't have to be this Mr. or Miss Perfect and everything, but you can be able to look yourself in the mirror at night and be okay with who you are. So that's really the purpose of it. As a therapist who sees people every day, in marriages or parents with their children or teenagers themselves struggling through life, I am able to see how difficult it is in life to keep from comparing ourselves to other people and to just walk a straight line and live a good, clean life. And it's not easy. But the easiest way is to keep walking and to keep moving so that we can get somewhere. And so I'm excited about it because we are going to talk tonight about all the ins and outs of what sex means to teenagers, what pornography means to teenagers, what intimacy and closeness and what relationships mean. Should teenagers date? And if so, how should they? And what's the difference between girls and boys? Because parents, I'm telling you, if you are out there, you want to call into the show tonight and ask these guests questions or leave your comments and you want to pass this information on to your children, Yes, I said your children and to your friends, because if we don't talk about it and we don't address it, 
it is going to be a situation where our society dictates everything, and our society right now, in Tom's opinion, is saying that our girls have got to do whatever they can to attract the boys, which lowers their standard of who they are, and I don't like it. And our boys are taught that it's okay to lower the standard of young women and to think less of them. And that's not okay because we have husbands that don't step up to the plate and we have wives that enable and allow it. And yes, I said it, but it's not everybody. It's just as a general rule, we have got to teach our young men and women how to be strong, upstanding people, uh, to walk a straight line and to do what's right because it's the right thing to do. Anyway, enough of my soapbox. If you want to call in tonight, I am going to give you the number, get your pen, get your phone, call in, because you can actually listen to this show two different ways. You can listen to it from your phone. You're driving in a car, you can listen to it. Area code 347-838-9737. Once again, area code 347 838 9737 is the number to call in, and you will hear a lady come on, and she will say, to listen to the show, just sit here. If you want to talk to the host, you push the number one. If you don't push one, it's all good. You can just listen. If you want to talk to me or any of the guests we have, you push the number one. You'll be put in the queue, and you will be set to go. We'll talk to you behind the scenes, get you all set up, and get to you as soon as we can. If not, listen online at blogtalkradio.com slash Tom Stevens LPC. If you go there, that will tell you everything you need to know about all our past shows. And by the way, our shows are also on iTunes. They are in the iTunes library, or you can download the podcast app if you have an iPhone, and it will update you to every show that we have. So if you go to iTunes and you search Tom Stevens, you will see me pop up in the shows that we have. You can download it or just listen to it live there. And as always, we have a great app out in the iStore and the Play Store. You search under Tom Stevens. It will pull up our practice, the people in it. We've got videos I'm going to put on there. The shows are on there. Ask the expert. You can book appointments. It's really cool. So go to the App Store or the Play Store and download the app that has my name on it today. Well, without further ado, we are going to bring in our first featured guest of the night, amazing young woman, y'all. You want to listen to this, and if you've got daughters out there, you want to listen to this also because uh, she's got a lot, a lot of good information to share. Her name is Olivia Roberts, and she is right now at the University of Kansas studying pre-nursing. She is just an all-around great girl, but she'll be the first to tell you she's not perfect. But I'll tell you one thing she does that's perfect because I've seen it. She's got an amazing amazing blog that's called the Jayhawk Diaries. Olivia, are you there? I'm here. <laughs> oh, it's good to talk to you. How are things up there in the north? They're they're a little chilly, I'm not going to lie. It's getting cold up here, but it's so good to be here, and I love it. Well, you know what we're talking about tonight. It is purity. You are a willing participant and wanting to talk about this, and I thought, you know what? What better person can I be straightforward and honest with? And so I'm going to throw you all of the curveballs I can, and I'm going to let you answer it because we have a lot of parents, mothers, and even daughters, teenagers out there listening to you. And uh, I just think you've got a lot to share. So give everybody just briefly a background of you. Like, 
kind of your family makeup, where you've been to school, like so they can get a feel of what your life's been? Definitely. Um, I was actually born here in Kansas, but I moved to Texas when I was five, and I've always been in a private Christian school system. I switched around a bit. I've been to five different private schools, but I ended up going to Cypress Christian School my uh, eighth grade year in Houston, and I stayed there until I graduated high school, and that was just really home for me. I loved it there. I made great, wonderful friends, and um, I've always had a really great support system at home. My parents are very strong Christians, and um, they have just always had a really close relationship. So I've always been grateful for that. that. No, it's okay. Let me ask you this. When it comes to purity, like, I'm going to dive right in because most people think, (laughs) I don't know what else to Mm -hmm. say, but they think purity means no sex, don't have sex. And I don't Mm -hmm. know that that's always the case, but knowing what you've studied and kind of who you are, what what would your definition of purity even be? I look... I Googled it, Olivia, online, and I looked just at images of purity, and you know what I found? I found like a thousand pictures of these rings, and everybody's got these wonderful rings, and I think sometimes it becomes about, oh, if I've got that, if I have that, then it means I'm that. But tell me what it is to you. Definitely. I think, like you said, a lot of people really equate purity to just sex, but it's so much more than that. And um, I think my personal definition is just purity happens whenever you – um, pursue sanctification through Jesus above everything else in your life, and then you view your body and your sexuality as a love offering to God. Mm-hmm. And um, when you have that mindset, purity becomes so much more than just sex. It's purity of um, your mind and your heart because, you know, the Bible says that your heart is the wellspring of life. And so whatever, you know, state your heart is in, that's going to affect your actions and, you know, your purity. So if you are just seeking a, a pure heart and a pure mind and pure thoughts and just wanting to focus everything back to God, that's, I mean, that's purity. You want a pure life, not just a pure sex life. All right, so I'm going to be pessimistic, okay, for a minute. Can I do that? Go for it. I'm going to be the guy that says, yeah, but look in today's world, Olivia. You know, when I grew up, by the way, I know I've said this to a billion people, but when I grew up, there was no um, Internet. There was, <laughs> I'm not even that old, but there wasn't any of this stuff out there. And in today's world, seriously, like with all that's out there on phones and computers and and with these apps that are out there and the way that kids are living today, that, that I actually – sorry about that. Somebody's trying to call in. I actually had a professional tell me today that, Tom, it's like the girl's – feel like they have to lower their standards in general. They have to lower their standards to attract the guys, and then the guys look down on them once they uh, actually let themselves be you know, taken advantage of, and it, it actually works in a negative way. So really, can people be that good? I don't know. What, what do you say? It's definitely not um, you know, out of our power. Our flesh wants to be impure. Our flesh desire things that aren't good for us and just I kind of equate it to junk food like I really like Oreos (laughs) and I know that's kind of a silly analogy but I really like them but they're not good for me and so um, you can't always trust trust your desire to be pure for you and be um, healthy for you Um, that's why God you know sets boundaries in place in our lives because he knows that our flesh is going to want to do things that are contrary to what's best for us 
Um, so no, on, on our own, we we really can't be um, be that good, quote unquote. But you know, through through the help of God and the Holy Spirit, we can you know attempt to to achieve that for sure. Yeah, but there's more temptation out there than ever. So is it harder for girls or boys? I wouldn't say it's harder for a certain gender, but I think it's just as hard, but just in different ways. Um, I know for girls, we really try to find our worth and our identity in the relationships that we're in. And so there's a huge temptation to um, want our relationships to progress um, because that's where we find our worth a lot of times. And for guys, um, guys are really able to compartmentalize a lot more than girls are. And so they have sort of that ability to separate, um, like, sex from soul. And so I I feel like that's why they struggle more with, like, pornography and other things. Not that girls don't, because girls do. Um, But I think their ability to compartmentalize just makes their struggle look a little differently than ours. But I wouldn't say that it's um, better or worse. Okay, so you're jumping ahead of the gun. I'm going to get there, but before that, what about the notion that girls, um, I don't know, kind of let guys off the hook these days for just being guys the way they are instead of holding them up to a standard? Yeah, I feel like a lot of girls just say, well, like, that's how they were made and, you know, it's not their fault and we don't really give them any responsibility. Um, I think what I've learned is that it's really important to make sure that you are um, mature enough to even start dating because if you can't, you know, if you don't have self-control and you can't handle those things, you're really not mature enough to be in a relationship to begin with. Okay, but should even teenagers be in relationships? Oh, I should say what age teenagers should be in relationships then? I think that's hard to say. I don't think there's a certain age. Like, I don't think you should say, well, you have to be 21 to start dating. But I think it's important to recognize that the longer you're in a relationship with somebody, the deeper those feelings are going to be. And if marriage isn't um, like a realistic goal, you know, or um, if marriage isn't realistic at the time, it's sort of silly to get really, really serious with somebody when you can't do anything about it. So you're going to have all of these like pent-up desires and all of these things, then you, you can't do anything about it because you're too young. So, okay, so um, I think it's important to, you know, date and to get that experience, um, you know, in high school and stuff. But I don't – that doesn't mean that you have to be in a monogamous, you know, three-year relationship with somebody. Okay. So ninth grade, 10th grade, 11th grade, when is somebody semi-emotionally mature enough to handle it? I feel like come your junior year, you know, you have your license and you can actually go on real dates. Um, you know, I, I started dating a guy when I was in seventh grade, and so I, I can't even call it dating because we couldn't even, <laughs> you know, get yeah. to go anywhere. It was it was so silly, and so I think it's important um, to have that proper view of dating, to be at the age where the guy can come pick you up at your door, you know, take you out and bring you back home. I think that's important for girls and for guys to be able to experience, like, what a real date is because I think our culture has forgotten what that looks like. (laughs) So as we get older, like, okay, can you – I hate to do this to you on, like, international radio, but can you give your dating history? Like, have you had many relationships, just a few, none, what? Yeah, for sure. Like I said, I, I, started, um, I started dating that guy when I was in seventh grade, and that relationship actually lasted for four and a half years. 
So no I have, way. you know, a lot of, yeah, so I have a lot of insight on those kind of long-term teenage relationships, <laughs> and I know firsthand what that's like, yeah. And so since that relationship ended this summer before my senior year of high school, um, I've been on, you know, a couple of dates, but I haven't been in a, in a long-term um, committed relationship since then. And is that by choice? Like, are you just saying, you know what, that's just enough already. I'm, I've got other things on my mind. Or not? Um, I think, you know, right after that relationship ended, I had to really um, refocus my life and get my walk with Christ back on the right path, and that was a huge priority for me. And so now I'm at the point where that is um, set, and I've dealt with that. And so um, I'm at the point now where I'm open to that. Um, you know, and if the opportunity arises and there's um, a guy who is, of, you know, good character and um, you know, able able to date, I think that I would definitely be up for that. Okay, so bear with me again on this one. Mm-hmm. For the people out there that are saying, okay, walk with Christ, I get it, Olivia, but, you know, really, like, just what if you're not that into all that, and what's the purpose of the walk with Christ, and what does that have to do with you, you know, you know what I mean? Yeah, well, I think when you're talking about purity, um, you have to really pinpoint what your motive for being pure is. I read a really great article called Last Night I Took Off My Purity Ring, and it just shed so much insight onto why girls wear purity rings, what those mm-hmm. mean, and what your motivation is for having one. Because if um, your motivation for staying pure is to be um, acceptable or um, to please God or um, in order for your husband to love you more or your wife to love you more, you know, in your marriage, those aren't really, um, you know, good reasons. Like, the way that you're going to stay committed to the decision to have a pure lifestyle, has to be out of your love for God. So if God's not in the picture at all, it's going to be really difficult um, to hold to that commitment. Mm, good point. In other words, there's got to be some foundation somewhere. Otherwise, it's ourselves. And you know how many studies I've read, Olivia, that say, uh, what was it? It's like sex has, it involves more of our body than anything else as far as feeling goes. And so if we don't have mm-hmm. a foundation, like you say, with God, then our body takes over and what it wants or what it desires or what feels good. It's like me going through a grocery store when I'm starving and I'm going to buy nothing mm-hmm. that's healthy for me at all. That's a pretty good point. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And I and there was a great quote. I had to talk about this in my college ministry group the other night. And um, there's a quote. I forget who it's by, but it says, um, sex is a promise that your body makes that your soul intends to keep. And I just think, I thought that was so poignant yeah. because it's so true. You know, we, we think that our emotions and our soul is separate from that, but it's not. They're very much tied together. And the more people you experience those types of things with, um, the more broken that your soul is going to be because it's trying to keep all of these promises to all of these different people. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Now, since you mentioned you had the four-and-a-half-year relationship, would you think that it's better for teenagers to have short-term relationships or long-term. Now, I'll give you my take ahead of time so you can go ahead and tell me if I'm right or wrong, but my thing to teenagers so many times is I want you to experience life. Because I tell you I think it's good for you to go out with several people. That doesn't mean date people, and that doesn't mean get heavy with them. It means experience different people. Spend time with different guys if you're a girl or girl if you're a guy, and 
try to learn what you like and don't like about other people because I think sometimes in a long-term relationship for a teenager, it becomes the only thing that they know. But you've had firsthand experience, so what do you think? I would agree with everything you just said. Um, like I said, you know, I was in uh, that really long relationship, and so I really cheated myself out of, um, you know, just like the, the high school experience and getting taken out on um, dates by different guys and, like you said, not necessarily becoming boyfriend and girlfriend with the person you go on a first date with, but mm-hmm. going on different dates and having that dating experience. Um, you know, I missed out on that. And if I could tell people, um, you know, in high school, I would just say, you know, don't don't cheat yourself out of the experience because, um, the, you know, it's a lie that it's more special if you're committed to one person for, you know, your entire high school career. It's um, You really miss out on a lot, I would say. And also, if you don't commit to one person and, and you're dating other people, like you said, you're going to learn a lot about yourself, a lot about what you like and you don't like. And it also sort of tests the commitment of a, of a person who really is trying to pursue you. Um, I know... Personally, my mom and my dad, before they got married, my dad asked my mom out five times before she ever said yes, you know? And so it's really, you know, it's also going to test, you know, somebody's persistence and see if they're really ready for for a relationship. (laughs) Oh, man, that's funny. Okay, we're talking live with Olivia Roberts. She is a freshman, University of Kansas. If you want to talk to her tonight or make a comment, call in at area code 347-838-838. Nine seven three seven. You can talk now. Push to number one. And Olivia also is the writer of the Jayhawk Diaries, right? Olivia, I got to tell you, um, I want to get into that as soon as I talk to you for a minute about pornography because this one, this one thing you did on your blog, which was about the high school girls, uh, phenomenal, mm-hmm. y'all. You have got to go Google the Jayhawk Diaries because it is five things every high school girl should know. And it's just awesome. Anyway, having to do with pornography, you said mm-hmm. it's a girl and a guy. It's a girl and a guy thing. But is it more accepted that guys do it? I mean, or it, it doesn't matter. Like, is it accepted that both do it? Yeah, it's definitely an issue that I feel like is always pinpointed on the guys, and girls just never get talked to about it. I know I've never been talked to, um, to uh, about pornography ever. And so that's super frustrating for me because it's something that both genders struggle with. And so would you say that it's a bad thing? It's definitely a bad thing, and I'll tell you why. Because um, pornography is viewed in our culture now as a tool just to educate people on sex or it's like a healthy outlet, and um, that's not at all true. It paints this picture of sex that's all about um, intensity without intimacy. And um, that's completely against God's, you know, design for sex and what that's supposed to look like. Pornography really skews the view of women, especially, and it fuels the sex trafficking industry, which a lot of people don't realize. Um, you know, if you're paying for a membership or just um, just viewing it at all, you're really fueling that industry because it, it makes people out to be objects. And... Um, like I said, it's an industry, and people are sold for this. And I don't think people um, realize that those two are really interconnected. You know, and uh, also the co- same with like media, it doesn't portray that sex has any consequences when it's outside of marriage. Porn doesn't. Mm-hmm. Porn doesn't show you that. Mhm. It also 
I think to your point, uh, teaches people the younger they are that see it, the more numb that we can become to it, and it becomes less of a feeling thing as far as intimacy goes and more of just an action, uh, you know, feel good. But it's interesting that you said the, the comment about intensity without the intimacy because it's right along the lines of what John Eldridge would say in his book Wild at Heart where he said pornography is something that gives – he talks about it with men, but it gives men all of the benefits sexually – without any of the risk emotionally. And so they are getting and reaping all of the rewards without any risk of intimacy whatsoever. And so when you go back to have your real relationship with your wife or your girlfriend or anybody else, you can't actually do it because you're used to just receiving and not giving. So hopefully that teenagers can see that out there, that it's a uh, forbidden fruit so-called that seems like it's an okay thing, but it ends up kind of destroying people. Definitely, and it's a very addictive thing. Um, mm-hmm. You know, it's so addictive, and that's the danger of it. Th- it's not one of those things that you can really just watch once and not watch again. It's it's super addictive. Would you say, being a teenager just out of high school, a freshman in college, do you hear about it much? I mean, do you see people talk about it much, or is it just not? Um, I think uh, not porn directly, but I know personally, I can definitely um, sometimes tell when someone is involved in it just by their speech or the way they view me. Um, You know, it makes me, I definitely sometimes, different people I encounter, it makes me wonder um, because pornography really alters your mind and it alters how you view people and it alters your lifestyle. It's a really, really dangerous thing. Mm -hmm. And so if people are going to look at you, Olivia, and and they're going to listen to you tonight and they're going to say, you know what, this girl's talking about all this, you know, pure, clean, good way to live life, and it just sounds, you know, it sounds like false, it sounds pretentious, it sounds not real, Uh, you know, how can you live a life like that and have any fun anyway? And especially a lot of teenagers I see that, you know what, Tom, what is the harm? Everybody does it. It's not that big a deal. So what are you going to say to them when they, they hear you and say, you know what, it sounds all good what Olivia's saying, but I don't know that it's really all it's cracked up to be. Yeah, I can just say from personal experience, it's a very serious thing. And you don't, um, you don't realize it until um, you've made those mistakes. And something my mom always said, uh, which I didn't understand for a while, but um, she would say, Olivia, you know, um, people who um, are virgins can be like people who have sex any day of their life, but people who have had sex can never again be like the virgin. You can't, mm-hmm. it's something you can't go back on. You can be forgiven and you can be redeemed and God can use it and it's wonderful, but you can never be fully restored into that, that pure state of body and mind. You, you can't mm-hmm. undo things you've seen or things you've done. It's not possible. And uh, it's irreversible, and I think people don't realize that, you know, the first person you hold hands with, the first person you kiss, all of those firsts, you you can't get any of those back, even though they may seem really small. They're all very important. So what do you say to the young people out there then that are, Olivia, it's not that big a deal. Like, really, everybody does it. I mean, would you tell 
girls, if they ever are dating a guy or going out with a guy and they find out he's into pornography or he wants them to watch it or anything, would you tell them to run? Would you tell them to give them a lecture? What would you tell them to do? Yeah, I would definitely, first of all, I would say if you're in a relationship with them, get out because, um, you know, they're they're going to pressure you, even uh, even unintentionally, you know. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's a very dangerous place to, to be in. And, um, yeah, it's uh, it's not... It's not a light thing, um, your purity. And uh, like I said, you, you can't get those things back. So you really have to guard that very mm-hmm. um, consciously. And you have to be very aware of the situations that you put yourself in, the people you surround yourself with, the music you listen to, the things you see on TV, all of those things. You have to be very wary of what you allow into your life and into your into your brain. Okay, so Olivia, when it comes to purity, is purity... Um, high school student that dates somebody and they can hold hands, they can kiss, can they fool around? What are the limits of purity? Like what, what draws the line in your eyes? Well, first of all, just as the groundwork, if you're asking how far is too far, you're not ready to be in a relationship. Okay. Um, that's, that's not a, a question to ask. Because um, if you're having to ask yourself how far is too far, it's probably too far. And something that a friend told me um, at camp one time, she was, so Olivia, um, God is always, always with you and he's always watching. So is he watching and saying, oh, my child, and is he celebrating with you? Or is he saying, oh, my child, and is he shaking his head? And is he sad to see, um, you know, what you're doing? And mm-hmm. that's just really was convicting, you know. And so I think anything anything past, um, you know, a a longer kids, this is really, um, really going to put you in a lot of temptation, and it's going to be hard um, to back out of of whatever you've gotten into. Mm. That's a pretty good point because it's become very normal. And I got to tell you, even when it comes to sex, it's on regular TV. Like that's what's so hard for me with young. I have young boys in my home, eighth grader and a fourth grader. And I can't believe what we see when we're even watching a show together on a Sunday night that's on TV that teaches and imprints things. And that's what I try to tell young people about pornography is it imprints a code on you, a tattoo that is – it cannot be taken back at that point. Once it's already out there, it's done. Definitely. Yeah. Okay, so from a girl's perspective, can you tell me this? Because I know um, a lot of guys I talk to – about this, but from a girl's perspective, what do you think they, I don't know, give in on the most, sell themselves short on the most? Uh, what do What is girls' biggest challenge and what do they need to step up to the plate more on these days? Teenagers. I think we put a lot of the responsibility of purity in the guy's hands um, and we expect, we sort of wait in the shadows and wait for them to draw a line when in reality, we are the ones that need to make um, our boundaries very clear and to stand firm on this. And um, so I think what happens to a lot of girls and a lot of girls that I've talked with have just sort of stumbled into impurity, not mm-hmm. necessarily meaning to, but they catch themselves in these situations and they're like, it just happened and I, and I didn't want it to happen and I'm so sad that it did and I, I just don't understand why. This is something I said I would never do. Mm-hmm. And and that's because they haven't decided um, 
their boundaries. And some great mm-hmm. advice I got from my aunt a really long time ago, and she said, Olivia, you need to decide what you're going to do before you get in this situation. Because once you're in a situation, not even necessarily um, like a sexual situation, but any situation, you can be persuaded by your emotions or something someone is telling you, and it's very easy to go back on something that you decided. So if you've made a clear decision before you ever get um, you know, in this situation, you're more likely going to stand on, um, you know, what you believe and what you think is best for yourself. Yeah, I had one dad tell me once with his son, his teenage son, he said, you know, I always tell him you need to have an exit strategy wherever you are. Now, this is a guy who grew up in a kind of a rough part of town, and he had to learn to survive kind of on his own. And he said, I always had to learn uh, wherever I went, whoever was around me, whatever situation I was in, I had to scan and scope the room or the place or the venue and see what was my exit strategy in case something goes wrong. And he tells his son, even when you're driving in a car with somebody, if they happen to pull out their phone and try to text, it could be as simple as that. What is your exit strategy? Is it, you know, are you prepared to be left on the side of the road? Are you prepared to not get in a car? I mean, are you prepared to not go on that date or to not, you know, what what are your limits? And I think it's a great point you make that we need to know ahead of time not just everlasting trust, but Olivia, gosh, when you say girls are leaning to the guys for the purity, I mean, I think we're we're rowing upstream on that because the guys today, for the most part, are waiting and waiting and waiting to push the line further and further because what they wait for is for the line to be drawn themselves. And so here we Definitely. go. And it just all goes back to the situations you allow yourself to be in. Um, you know, there's it's a great rule to have. Just don't ever park the car. Like, keep driving. If you don't want the day to be over, you're in the middle of a conversation or something, just keep driving. Um, mm-hmm. You know, so many, oh, my gosh, in high school especially, I feel like every everything um, that people don't want to happen always happens in a car and it's just a simple rule just don't park the car like it's that easy just don't park and keep driving or um you know in the date and that will save you a whole lot of trouble and a whole lot of temptation yeah olivia a couple of more questions for you and one of big one is on at your blog at the jayhawk diaries it uh, like i said before the five things every high school girl should know i just couldn't put it down because it lists five perfect things young women need to know and like the the very first one can you talk about these for a second when i lay them out sure the the first one is don't date good guys (laughs) so what does that mean (laughs) come on um i think uh it's just saying that there are a lot of really good guys in high school that are you know going to be handsome and are going to really turn your head but um that doesn't mean that it's okay to be in a relationship with that person just because they're, you know, a good guy. You need to really um, wait for a guy who is um, passionate about the Lord and is really dedicated um, to morality and to pursuing righteousness and is very clear about intentions. Like I said before, you know, to take you on on a proper date um, Mm -hmm. and who is clear that they want to do that. And I think it's important to wait for those great guys and to not settle. To know what you're worth. I try to tell young women all the time, you have got to know your value, and I can't tell fathers enough to tell their daughters what 
their value is in life so that girls can grow up realizing I'm not for anyone except for the very best. And I will wait and I will wait as long as I need to. The second one, Olivia, which is just awesome because I think it leads also into the pornography stuff we've talked about, is what goes in will come out. Now, definitely. You have to be very careful of what you let yourself see and hear. Um, I know in high school, you know, I was invited to so many different movie nights and, um, you know, a lot of those those choices for movie nights weren't good ones and I wish that I would not have watched them um, because, like I said, what goes in is going to come out and a lot of times with music, you know, you're going to be in the car with all your friends and they're going to be playing, like, the popular radio station and um, you're going to hear a lot of stuff that you may not even realize, but that's affecting you and it's changing the way you think. And I know um, for girls especially, it's easy to shy away at the opportunity to speak up um, because we want to be accepted and we don't want to be, you know, weird or, or whatever, but it's important to speak up um, when something is inappropriate is playing because um, it's it's even harder to reverse the effects of what you've polluted your mind with than it is to speak up. And I'm going to skip ahead to the last one because I want everybody else out there, Olivia, to head to your blog and read this because I'm telling you, she lays it out really good. The last one is purity is underrated. And let me read one of the sentences you put in there because I think it will tell young women and all the moms out there will go make their daughters read this, that it says your purity is your, in capital letters, responsibility. Very few people are going to have your best intentions at heart, and so you have to be your own advocate, and that's just what you said before. Too many girls are waiting for the line to be set themselves, and they have to know if you want to live a good, clean, pure life, do not rest your rules and your boundaries on somebody else, especially a guy. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Um, you have to just set those boundaries for yourself and hold to them, and um, be very clear. Um, talk talk openly with the person that you're dating about them. Um, don't let it be a, a thing that you have to discuss in the moment. Talk about it beforehand. Lay those out. Um, and that will also reveal a lot about the character of the person that you're dating if mm-hmm. they want to push those boundaries. And, you know, it will be a very telling thing how they respond to um, your boundaries that you set for yourself. Yeah. Once again, go to the Jayhawk Diaries for that one because it's really cool. And I like it. But, Olivia, there was, a, there was a quote I read in another piece of research I was doing that I thought stood out and kind of tied into what you were saying because it said the solution to sexual pressure is intimacy. And I think we confuse intimacy with sex all the time. But the solution to sexual pressure is intimacy. When intimacy does not exist in a family, this is so important because I try to tell adults this, when intimacy does not exists in a family between a husband and wife, between parents and children, and ultimately between each person and Jesus, then the lack, that lack of intimacy leads to impurity in the home and therefore in the children that take off. And so many people take off from high school to college without any foundation of intimacy, without any connection with parents and who they are and what they're worth, and therefore the rules are whatever they see. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it's very important to be um, open with your kids. Um, that's something my parents did very well. Um, you need to tell you know your kids often that they can come and they can ask you about literally anything and really mean that. Um, your kids are going to know if you're being genuine. 
Um, mm-hmm. But make that, you know, line of communication completely open all of the time. Mm-hmm. Um, something a line my mom always told me, she's always said that there was nothing that I could ever do to make her love me less. And just knowing that as a child made me really comfortable coming to her about things and just knowing that she wasn't going to look down on me, she wasn't going to judge me, but she was going to love mm-hmm. me through whatever I was bringing to her. And, you know, we were going to be able to talk through it as, um, you know, a mom and a daughter or a dad and a daughter. That is what intimacy is, and that's what closeness needs to be at home. And sometimes I think, Olivia, parents cover their eyes, they cover their ears, and they're just like, please, I don't want to see it or hear it, and maybe that way it's not mm-hmm. happening. But the end of this article had an interesting comment where it said, trash stinks. At home, it must go out regularly. We put it out regularly. So in our personal lives, if we don't take out the trash, which means all our thoughts, all our nasty feelings and and the stuff that we do that's wrong, if we don't take it out and get rid of it regularly, we become just as gross as an overripe trash can. And isn't it true that we, if we let ourselves do things that we know are unclean and not pure, that we become dirty and corroded and we lower our standards of ourselves and therefore justify it and make it okay, I think. Right. Well, when you um, are suppressing all of these things, um, you're going to deal with a lot of guilt and a lot of shame, and that's not healthy at all. When you suppress um, things you've done or thoughts you've had, um, you're just going to feel so guilty, and you really need an outlet for that. And, you know, your first source should be God, of course. You know, you need to go to the altar and ask for forgiveness and seek forgiveness there. But also, you know, talk to your family about it because, um, Purity in particular, it becomes a lifestyle habit. And so if you suppress these things and um, you keep living an impure life, it's just going to become a deeper and deeper rooted habit that's going to be harder and harder to break out of if you're not open and honest about it. Mm-hmm. All right, Olivia, last big ta-da question. You've got to tell me what advice you would give to parents who are sitting at home right now and saying, you know what, I have no idea how to even broach this. And by the way, if I go to my teenager and say, hey, can we talk about purity? They're probably going to slam their door and not let me back in. So what do you say to parents out there who don't have it that easy and they want to help? They want to do something right with their kids? Yeah, I'd say, um, you know, sit your kids down and have a really, you know, casual but very honest conversation about um what purity actually is and what the definition of sex is. I think that's the biggest misconception. Um, I didn't have that wake-up call until my junior year of high school. Um, You know, I only thought, like, one thing was sex. I didn't think that it encompassed everything else. And so I think it's clear to be very direct with your kids about what that is, how to prevent that, and also just talking about guarding your heart and your mind and talking about the dangers of the Internet and, um, you know, how to – how to go about those things wisely and to not allow yourself to be tempted beyond something that, you know, you can handle. And uh, just to set pure, clear boundaries in place. Um, You know, rules are not a bad thing. They're not. Um, God gives us rules for a reason. It's to protect us because he knows the dangers of going outside of those things. And so um, don't be afraid to, you know, put in a couple of rules and, um, and hold to them and have, you know, consequences. And I think that's really important. Really good. The main thing that I heard there was open up communication. Parents, talk children as uncomfortable as it is because if you don't start now, it will be impossible later on. Ladies and gentlemen, Olivia Roberts, University of Kansas freshman. Go Jayhawks, right? 
And right, an amazing, <laughs> amazing blog. You've got to go check out the Jayhawk Diaries because it has a lot more information than just we talked about tonight. Olivia, thanks so much for being on, and hopefully you can be on again in the future. Thank you, of course. See you soon. All right. That's Olivia Roberts. Really filled it in. I'm telling you, parents, uh, you want to replay that for your kids so they can listen to it. I'm going to go on to my next guest, who is a guy, because we want the guy's perspective for the last part of the show. And he is a freshman at Texas A&M University. His name is John Steinhauser, and he is going to just blow your minds. John, you there? Howdy, Tom. John. Thanks for taking the time to be here tonight. I am so glad to talk to you. Hey, thank you so much for having me on your show. It's an honor. Okay. When it comes to purity, it takes one brave son-of-a-gun dude to be on the show as a guy because so many guys are like, purity, are you kidding me? Give me a break. I am not going to sit here and talk about that. So why would you be on the show to talk about it? Well, um, like you like you said, you, you talked a good um, while with Olivia about uh, – purity, especially from a teenage girl's perspective. Um, but as a, as a teenage guy, I think that among us, it's not really something that's spoken of enough. And it kind of becomes um, something that um, we don't really consider to be a big deal uh, as guys uh, because it just kind of seems like that is an untalked about subject almost. Um, for, so, for most guys in general. What is purity then? Let's talk about a guy's perspective. What would a guy, yeah. or what would you say purity really is in your life? If somebody says, man, you're living a good life of purity, what would that be? Well, uh, when, I would, when I think about purity, I think of uh, really the, the purity of just the heart and the mind and, and the soul all together. Um, God created us for pure intimacy with him and for someone that he wants us to spend our life with and share everything with. And uh, I believe that purity is, is keeping all of that um, pure and unpolluted by uh, different relationships, by, by keeping that pure for just one relationship. And if you were going to say one or two ways that guys, let's talk about guys in the world today, mm-hmm. are not living a pure life, what would you say? That, what, yeah. What's been that from happening? Um, one thing that's keeping that from happening is not being open about it with other guys, um, or just, or just people in, in general, kind of that being something that they keep to themselves and don't really necessarily want to deal with. Um, I know that for, I know that I was really blessed to have some mentors in my life that I was able to talk about that kind of thing with to teach me and to um, lead me in, in purity. And so the, the first thing is that uh, guys just don't seem to be all too concerned about it. Um, as a, as a Christian guy though, and I think as, as a lot of Christian guys, um, that is something that, that means something to us. And, um, and so for, for the Christian guy, we really want to, uh, have purity, but we don't have so many mentors or people to talk about that, or as much as maybe we would. I mean, they're they're really there, but we don't necessarily go to them. So, is it okay for a Christian guy to live a life? Can can you live a life 
of purity with pornography in your life as a guy? No. No, because and, because I mean pornography is is engaging um you know the spirit and the mind and and that that will totally mess with uh a guy's emotions and um and his affection for for Jesus. I mean, Jesus is very clear about lust and um he makes it very clear that that is not uh in the realm of purity in a guy's life. And, and so a lot of guys might rationalize it and say, hey, I'm not messing around with girls. I'm not, like, doing mm-hmm. something really wrong. I'm not, you know, yeah. actually doing the deed. So wh- why wouldn't – I mean, can't we have a little bit of something here? Like, what do you say? Right. Well, I've, I've uh, talked to a lot of guys about that. And um, and the, the common thing usually is, well, it's it's a pretty pretty strong urge, but, you know, it's not really – uh, I'm not really actually having sex, and so I'm still a virgin, and so I still have my purity. Um, and so to those guys, I would have to say, like, um, pornography will, will steal the affections of your soul away from your wife. It will steal the affections of your soul away from Jesus. And uh, it it just pollutes and distorts um, the way we were meant to see women and and our wives, and uh, it, it just has a completely negative impact. There's, there's really no justification for that. Okay, so moving kind of to the side with that same topic in mind, do you think social media has had a good or a bad impact as far as purity goes? I mean, you know, there's one piece, I think, of social media. I wouldn't have been able to see Olivia's blog about all these great things she's doing. But then another thing, it's there's all kind of bad stuff all over. So is social media a good thing or a bad thing with her? Um, I think social media is probably reflective of just our of the general view of purity. Um, and I would say that it's it depends on you know who you're following and, and who you're all all friends with. Uh, because using social media, that's an excellent tool for seeing stuff like Olivia's awesome blog posts and, um, and like, seeing great things in our lives. But uh, depending on, you know, what, what we encounter in social media, there can, there can be some bad stuff. Navigate that world carefully because it's a great world. But just like anything that's great, um, those things can be quickly distorted and polluted by um, bad stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so you go to a university that there's just as much partying as there is any kind of good healthy groups going on. So you have a choice of doing one way or the other. But like, yeah. if there's a guy, a teenager out there, John, who is kind of saying, you know what, maybe I'm not doing things the way that I need to, but I'm not going to be a a guy that walks out. I don't want to look, I don't want to look stupid. So. What do those guys do? Like, do they talk to somebody? Do they go to church? Do they join a group? Do they? I mean, what can a guy do? He's not going to go to his friends and say, "Hey, I don't think I'm living clean enough life, guys." Uh, what would a guy who doesn't go to church, who doesn't, you know, have these healthy groups you might talk about or things in his life? What would he do? Right. Well, uh, that's a good question. Uh, all those things are so important and so necessary for. Uh, that life of purity and and it's there really there's really no place better place to go than the church where you have um, older and wiser men who you can talk to and um, 
and get help with and, and prayer for and um because the the biggest problem I think for guys is that they keep so much to themselves mm-hmm. and uh they and they they're afraid to go and be open with themselves and um it was really amazing when I was out on my impacts retreat just before coming here um we had we had a whole group of guys and basically uh this is a crazy question but um it was basically have you struggled with impurity in any kind of way and so we stood up representing someone else and so uh basically representing someone else i stood up and i saw basically the whole room of guys standing up seeing that we all struggle with purity and um just knowing that like you're not alone and that um that you can like find someone to talk to. The, the key thing is like really just find finding someone to talk to so you can deal with that stuff because we're not made to deal with um, that on our own. Yeah, especially when I read the statistic like I did today that every teenage guy thinks about sex every 29 seconds, John. So it's not that it, it is unavoidable. It's not that there are guys walking around with these great clean robots that – that never have feelings or passion or intensity or, you know, a sexual urge. It's that you learn. That's what you're saying, I think. You learn how to channel it, and you learn. I always say to keep yourself around good company. The people yeah. that you surround yourself with is probably who you're going to be like, I guess. Oh, absolutely. I So many, I mean, going through uh, just my my own Christian walk, when, when I find myself surrounded by people with healthy thoughts and conversation, um, that's that's where my thinking tends to be. And the, some of the most miserable times in my life is where I didn't have that fellowship and um, I was just surrounded by unhealthy conversation and um, media and music. And uh, that was, those, were, those were some miserable times because it's really about uh, the fellowship that you have with people and who you surround yourself with that, that, affects a lot yeah which isn't i'm sure a guy like you being able to talk so strongly about this topic isn't always an easy thing to stand up to but the stronger you get with it the more confident you are and you know what if people don't like it then they're not people you're going to hang out with anyway probably absolutely you you don't want to be hanging out yeah i mean i'm I think I'm pretty sure I've observed uh, girls admire a guy a lot more who's, who's very concerned about um, his purity and their purity and uh, has tons of respect for them. And um, I believe that even guys respect that. I, I talk to some guys and, you know, they, they talk about, um, you know, various activities and impure things. And uh, I'll just be like, no, you know, I'm not, not really into that, not really enthused about that. And, um, You'd be surprised. They really have respect for for a man who who stands in his convictions and um, isn't isn't so in your face. But you know you know where he stands, and guys respect that too. That is really good. Okay, I'm going to close you out, John, with the same okay. question I closed Olivia out with, and that was: This is yeah. your chance. We've got a lot of parents, a lot of mothers out there. Hopefully fathers, but a lot of mothers that listen. Tell parents what in the world they can do if they're sitting out there and they don't have an Olivia or a John in their home who have kind of had this walk and they've got a child, a teenager they need to talk to, 
and start a relationship with. And like I said, the teenagers go into their room and, hey, can we talk? And they're going to want to close the door. How can they break in to start something in the positive direction of purity, a parent? Right, right. Well, first of all, I mean, I would say to start as soon as possible. Um, you really, really need to uh, go go to your children, make make them feel comfortable about talking uh, with with you about um, such heavy topics as that. And then when it comes to as your kids get older and, and you you feel like that's a struggle being able to talk to your kids about that, I would say uh, show them how much you care and just keep showing them how much you love them and that you're not you're not doing that because you expect them to be a certain way, um, but that you desire for them to live the best life that they can live and that they can um, have just a life of joy and freedom and purity um, and show them uh, just the the goodness of, of what you want for them and how much you care about them. What they, I mean, all they really need to know is how much you care about them and um, I think that that will go a long way. No kidding. And the same thing both you and Olivia spoke about was parents work on building a relationship with your children so they know they're worth something. The more mm-hmm. that they feel like they're worth, the more mm-hmm. they will take care of themselves. John, I tell parents all the time that look at kids when they get a new cell phone. They protect that thing with their life, and they don't want anybody to touch it. They don't want it to break because it's that valuable. And it's right. same with our bodies. It's the same with who we are. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. John, thanks so much for being on the show tonight. You have been awesome, giving the guy's perspective and really weighing in on that. It is awesome. And uh, thanks for taking time out of your big Texas A&M Aggie schedule. <laughs> Thank you so much. Thank you. I'm so glad I could make it. All right, John. Thanks right. for being on. That is John Steinhauser. Unbelievable two guests, y'all. You want to send this uh, out to your friends, play this again. Uh, like I said before, go to the iTunes store. You search under Tom Stevens. It will pull these shows up, and this one will be at the top. You can go get our app at the App Store store by uh, searching for Tom Stevens, and it will pull up that app, which will link you to these shows. And you can also go to our website at uh, www.tomstevens.us. This is on blogtalkradio.com. You slash Tom Stevens LPC, and you will find it all. But join us again next time. Watch us on Facebook at Tom Stevens Counseling, Consulting, and Motivational Speaking. We are just all over the place. But the best way to find us is to go to the App Store. I want to thank Olivia Roberts all the way up from Kansas, John Steinhauser from Texas A&M, freshman who really stood out there and took a chance and did something that a lot of people won't do, which is to make good decisions for themselves and to live a life for God and to not be so caught up in what society tells us to do today, that they're doing what's best for them. And um, it's just great to have them on the show. So tune in next time. Listen to this one again and pass it on to a friend. I want to thank you all for being here today, and we'll see you next time on the talk show.